audio check. Today's episode is going to be with a fourth year pharmacy student um, who actually has dyslexia, and it's a really interesting conversation. And in preparing for this, I did some research and I just wanted to give you uh, some quick facts and thoughts actually on dyslexia before we get into the uh, before we get into the interview. Um, what's interesting to know is, and I had no idea that there's very famous people um, and very successful people who had uh, dyslexia, and uh, like Muhammad Ali, Albert Einstein, which I think Albert Einstein is one of the bigger figures um, of that. Uh, about forty, sorry, about half of NASA scientists are actually dyslexic, which I think is pretty interesting. So I actually watched a TED Talk on uh, dyslexia, and it was by Dean Braganier. And it was really interesting because he talked about the how dyslexia, the neuroscience behind it, really provides people significant advantages, cognitive advantages, um, and people get to excel more so in engineering, arts, entrepreneurship, and architecture uh, than some of the other industries. And uh, reading kind of directly from a quote or kind of repeating a quote that he had and He said that dyslexia is caused by a different wiring of the brain. This enables people to think creatively, laterally, and differently. In the real world, it's a huge advantage, but in the education system, it's actually a disadvantage. And uh, just kind of hearing those things, I think it's it's a really interesting thing to explore, especially someone kind of going through pharmacy school that hopes to be, um, that is an aspiring pharmacist and and hopes to practice in the field and, and be a healthcare provider. Hope you guys enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. This is RX Radio. I'm your host, Richard Waith, and we have a special guest on today. I'm really excited to dive into today's topic. Uh, as you kind of previously heard, it's, it's going to be about dyslexia. And first of all, um, before we get started, though, I do want to thank um, today's guest because it's, I'm sure, not going to be an easy thing to talk about. And it's, I'm sure it's not something that uh, is the easiest thing to go through, which I'm sure we're going to hear a lot about. So, um, uh, thank you so much for being on the show and and taking the time to kind of talk through these things with us. Um, but before we kind of dive into some of the questions I have for you, can you first just start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. So well, I grew up in a small town with my family. Um, I say it was like a really normal childhood. Um, one thing I did, I, I grew up in a really strong uh, medical background. Um, at an early age, um, I kind of knew um, I wanted, I didn't want to be like going to be a doctor or anything, but I did know I wanted to and had a strong feeling to go into a medical profession. So you kind of knew early on you wanted to be in healthcare, like for sure. That was like, yeah, especially because your family. I did, but not a doctor. Not gotcha. at all. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So growing up a little bit, I did have a few people in my family that worked in pharmacy though. And that kind of started to draw me into um, pharmacy and just learning about it when I was like in the middle school age around 13, 14. So that's when I started first learning about pharmacy. Um, but I, I was just starting to learn about it. 
And like most of us, as like when we were starting to first like get into pharmacy, I want like started to like it because I was like, oh, I get to help people here. And that's why I was like, this is started to draw me towards it. And that's one of the one reasons why I wanted to get into it. But also, um, I got into it because I um, had somebody in my close family who had MS. And I really wanted to help them. And they were my inspiration to help them and figure out, is there some way I can um, actually you know, find a medication, find a cure for MS throughout this process. I mean, it sounds like you have a lot of passion behind, um, behind the industry and behind just that career, this career path in general. Yeah. So that actually really, um, started my true passion into pharmacy and why I really got into it. And that was at a really early age of good old 14. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, yeah. And then, uh, I just went in from there. I went into undergrad and continued. I got my master's and, uh, got into pharmacy school. (laughs) That's awesome. That's, I mean, you know, uh, what I, what I want you to do now too is like, there's a lot of pre and and I'm going to be completely honest I had, I did some research obviously before, you know, we, before this conversation, cause I wanted to learn a little bit more and be able to ask, you know, some, some certain types of questions. And I had a preconceived notion as to what dyslexia was. And I was, I, I'm not gonna say completely wrong, but I was definitely, I was fairly wrong in my assessment as to what it was. Um, mm-hmm. can, and, and I'm pretty sure people that have never researched into it probably, um, have, you know, the similar thoughts. Can you explain to listeners what dyslexia is um and maybe talk about some of the, like the the myths or preconceived notions behind them yeah so in a just a general understanding dyslexia is a learning disorder however for each person has a different um degree of their disorder like any disorder whether like you say if you have a migraine each person experiences a different degree of pain yeah that makes That's, sense does that make sense? Yeah. So so with dyslexia, yes, you do mix up letters. Trust me, I've done that. With math, with numbers, you can do, I have done one plus one equals three. I've done that on a test. It happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Words and spelling. Spelling is, can be the nightmare. It's horrible. And actually pronouncing words and like actually talking can be a challenge too. And people don't understand that part. And that can be really embarrassing to most people. I've had to use YouTube before I go out in public to make sure I'm not going to be embarrassed or even laughed at at times. However, (laughs) dyslexia, I'm not really sure what people think of as, as a myth as it is. It's not make believe People don't, I think sometimes people think it is make-believe or people use it as a crutch in life. I've heard that before. That's not true. Yeah. I've actually known somebody who has failed fourth grade and has become, like, later on to become a doctor. 
Yeah, it's it's interesting. Well, one of the things I've um, you know that I think people might associate with dyslexia is the fact that you read everything just completely backwards, you know, which is not necessarily well, the case. No, it's not. You what happens occasionally is you liter- you mix up two letters. That is the main thing. Or you mix up a like a word um the main words like you would mix up mix up are like the i and e or your two vowels that are very close together mm-hmm. that is a you don't read things backwards yeah <laughs> i've never i've actually never have done that the people that i've known that are dyslexic have not done that <laughs> um with but with math like you'll mix up your numbers and then you have done a whole set backwards I personally have done that. People I've known have done that, but yeah, reading reading backwards, um, not so much. You might try try uh, sorry transcribe something backwards, but then if you look through or have somebody go back, then you can say, "Oh no, this is what I've meant." Then yeah, it's interesting. Very interesting. Uh-huh. Now, um, I've what I've found also in some of my kind of initial research in this is that it's um at times it's genetic um do you have anyone else in your family that's dyslexic yes it is genetic um so my dad grandfather sister and a few cousins that i know of all have dyslexic or dyslexic um they all have different uh challenges and different degrees of dyslexia um some are worse, like worse, um, I don't want to say worse off, but have more harder times than others, but all are very successful. I will go on to say that. Yeah. Now what's it? Well, it's funny you mentioned successful, but you know, uh, one thing that I found was that I had no idea the amount of very successful business people and, you know, not, not necessarily only business people, but just successful figures in culture that have right. dyslexia, like dyslexia. yeah, like Richard Branson and Bill, yeah, Bill Gates. I'm pretty sure uh, Steve Jobs is one of them. I'm not sure about Bill Gates. I did not see him on the list. Um, okay, yeah, uh, I, I did see Muhammad Ali, Albert Einstein. It seems to be as like one of the largest. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Like I think he's one of the more famously known um, people that um, have dyslexia. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just crazy because it's what what also I've been finding is that. You know, you mentioned that it's a learning disorder, but it seems that in our in a in a regular educational standard system, it seems to hinder people that have dyslexia. Yet, if you take a different type of education system or uh, one that more suits someone that has dyslexia, they actually have uh, more unique ways of learning and more enhanced ways of learning, um, and are able to then do actually more things than like maybe the normal average individual who's not dyslexic actually can't really do. It's true. It's, it's because dyslexia is hard to point out at first. If you don't know what's going on or you don't know the trouble, especially as a young child, or even if you're growing up, you don't, and if you're struggling with a certain skill set, like reading, math, or spelling, especially, or even being able to like do public speaking at a certain point, it's, you, you get, discouraged you get you get disheartened at a certain point especially with having these your superiors around you tell you 
certain things. So if you're not able to get tested at a young age or have somebody that has been through it help you, it's hard. Yeah. So that's, that's a hard thing to get through, I would say. Yeah. So what was it like for you kind of going through school? Um, like, I guess maybe even leading up to pharmacy school, because I'm, I'm wondering if maybe some things oh, might yeah. have changed or not. But what's that been like for you? Uh, well, see, for me, my thing, I was <laughs> I struggled with all things of math. And um, my I was the one person that had to work extremely hard with my math throughout the whole process, leaving, leading up to pharmacy school. When I said I did the one plus one is three, um, that was at my one calculus class in undergrad before pharmacy school. And it was a simple math error, but that's something I would do constantly. I would still always have to work hard. And it was probably the hardest thing always, even going leading up to that point. In um, middle school, I could remember I did a complete math sheet backwards, failing it because I did I, I subtracted instead of added everything. Mm. And it's just how I saw I thought I, I saw I saw everything the wrong way. And people thought I was just, oh, she's doing she's not it sounds like I'm doing a I would say a stupid mistake or silly mistake. And that might, that's my, like, that's how it would sound. However, that's not how it comes out to this, unfortunately, I hate to say this disorder. Mm. So it's just having to keep working at it. So it was just going through a lot of tutors up through that point. It's almost like you were, I'm wondering if, you know, if you, if you're, if there's such a clear pattern almost in like a, a test like that, where you, there's a clear indication, it's almost like you did it on purpose. Someone might say. Well, yep. And there, there was that at points. And even like, um, when I was in a gen chem class, we had to go work through tutors and like when you do some like math at certain points, um, I just had, I kept working, but I never let it like hold me back and I just kept working until I made the grades I wanted to and I never let it hold me back I mean I graduated in three years and in undergrad so wow so you're also a boss (laughs) (laughs) I mean I made sure like things um I was very I'm very determined and made sure it's not easy but I also I was, I was fortunate on my end Yeah. on this point, but now up, up to this point. <laughs> now getting to pharmacy school, you know, go, going through pharmacy school, it's one thing if you're taking, you know, you're doing undergrad and, and even like before mm-hmm. undergrad in high school, like if, you know, things like on math tests, you get wrong, things like that. Yeah. So like, what's it been like now that it, it got a little bit huh. more serious in, you know, a higher level training? Well, once again, math was very hard, but I was very, very fortunate for a few friends of mine that took the time out after class to help me. <laughs> um, to what I called, I asked them, like, hey, can you guys help dumb down this for me? 
even more than I would have certain professors do that. And I had a, a friend that would, we would like for TDM, um, we would go through it and he, they would honestly help me to make sure I would understand it. And then I would get through the test, even if it would be painful for me, I would get through it and understand it. And um, it, that was hard. The math was, I got through it. I understood it. I could do it. Might have wanted to cry every time, but I got yeah. through it. <laughs> I heard that, that the arithmetic, like like basic arithmetic, which is mostly, uh, you know, unfortunately, it's mostly it's what we do. Al- is, it's algebra. It's yeah. fine. But I just wanted to cry at times. But you, I could do it. It's like, it's not calculus or anything. But just sometimes, like, and I wanted, it just seemed like, oh, my gosh, what am I doing? But it wasn't that bad. That was fine. Then, um, yeah, I mean, I look back, I'm like, okay, it really wasn't that bad. Um, what, what I found in some of the research I did, and, and this is actually something that could be telling from Albert Einstein, was that uh, for people who are dyslexic, the the regular algebra arithmetic is a mm-hmm. lot more difficult, yet they, uh, they can grasp uh, conceptual math much better. Oh, 100%. Like statistics, biostats, that's so easy for me. Like I, and I taught, I actually helped a lot of people in my classes. Like I, my master's is in clinical research and I have had to take, uh, classes like that. Interesting. So I understand that. Not great at it, but understand it. So, So. and then, um, what else, like anything else that's been, you know, difficult through pharmacy school, um, any other challenges? so, like, when we, I don't know, like, a, my certain school, we had a or top 100 or top 300 test uh, where you have to do, um, you know, top 100 drugs, top 300. And in the certain test, we actually have to type out and spell drugs, among other things, like knowing dosages and strengths, et cetera. I could know everything, but when I said Oh crap! I have to spell. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, I can know everything, but for me, the spelling—I knew I wouldn't get like close to a hundred or close to an A because I couldn't spell. Because I'd mess up I versus E versus another vowel or whatever, and I—I I got so upset because I would spend probably the last few weeks leading up to the test literally handwriting all the medications and still not being enough Wow! because I couldn't, even though I would do that, it wouldn't be enough for me to try to do it. And I, I would be on the phone to one of my parents crying because they understood my struggle, but most of my friends didn't because they didn't have that problem. And I just got so discouraged because I knew everything Except that. <laughs> yeah. And to me, that wasn't, I just felt it was, that was hard. God, I but, can't even imagine. That's crazy. But it, I, got, I mean, that was one thing. But um, on rotations, 
that was a, this is another challenge was, um, so what year are you? Sorry. I don't think we, we did. That. Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. Um, I'm in my last year. Okay, great. About to be done. Awesome. But, Feels great, right? You're on the, kind of like on the right. other side. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> but, um, our rotations have been another challenge. Um, trying to like transcribe like in a retail or even, um, speaking, um, talking about certain drugs when I don't say it properly. Um, and I, I've gotten uh, chastised by certain professors um, for saying things wrong multiple times and um, not in a nice way. But, but I mean, I've learned and overcome that uh, because most people around me don't know that I'm dyslexic and I don't tell them. But because when I, and I know I'm a, about to be a pharmacist, I know I'm supposed to say all the drugs perfectly correct but the fact is no matter how many times i listen to a certain video it's it's not that easy for me and i know that's not an excuse but it's hard (laughs) and i i wish some way people could understand that that's the one thing that's the hardest is like i cannot no matter how many times say everything correctly and I mean, like, just sometimes, like, a simple drug name. I mess that up, and I'll got, I've gotten chastised. And, like, a, it, it, that happens. So that's probably been the hardest. Well, I mean, it sounds like, you know, and, and this might have been helpful, you know, throughout this, but you had mentioned that you've, you've, your family members and you've known other people that have, that have dyslexia that have gone on. Uh, you know, to complete high-level training. So, like, how did that have a role in your success? So, I I get I'm since I've been surrounded by a lot of people um, I know who have dyslexia and um, have gone on to be successful. I've gotten a lot of advice from them, and really, they've just told me no matter what other people. I mean, people will say things to you but you can't let that bring you down and they say you really have to just create your own path no matter what and that being said you can't let dyslexia define you you have to define yourself that's why I don't really let people know that I have dyslexia going into anything Um, so I just try to go in be confident and be myself and a rotation work or wherever and let them to decide who I am. Um, like well, I had one professor in pharmacy school. He actually was dyslexic. I didn't know this. And he taught me a new way to learn math. And that had helped me drastically because it helped me see things a different way. And I was able to pass the class with flying colors. Yeah. And, and he was such a wonderful person and always positive and couldn't get through pharmacy school without him. <laughs> yeah, awesome. So he was wonderful. Yeah, so he was all, yeah. But yeah, these the people that are in my life they, that have this, they have never let that define them. So that's what has what helped me. And what, 
being that you're in your last year now, what what are you hoping for your career? Like, do you have an idea? Are you going to, um, do you want to niche, do residency? Um, what, what's, what are you hoping that like graduation looks like for you? Uh, I'm, I'm hoping to either work like in a small hospital or go into retail um, to start off. Um, and then, then maybe long-term afterwards, since I do have, my master's maybe maybe go into uh work in in the industry like as msr with the who knows cro uh that's just looking into future near on yeah <laughs> like later on <laughs> that's awesome that's just because i really do like clinical research side too mm-hmm. so being that you're gonna you have this vision in your mind of like what the stepwise would look like but being that you're going to be starting what will either be, a, um, what may be, and who knows, this could really change because, you know, you still have a lot of time. But yeah. um, let's just say that you end up do starting as a staff or, um, you know, community pharmacist at a, at a chain or an independent pharmacy. Mm-hmm. What challenges do you foresee being able to really overcome, like, as a practicing pharmacist? So first and foremost, uh, I can see, as I was saying, like, transcribing would be number one for me. Let's just say if I go into retail, um, I know whether I'm on wherever I'm at, I would have to ask the person on the other side to go slow. I know that's the worst possible thing anybody in retail wants to hear. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But for me to make things accurate and without error, I'm going to need that. Um. But for me and for everyone else around me, that's what I would want, would need. Um, and then from, and then I need, would need for everyone to spell everything because I can't spell things accurately, like names and everything. So, and I know that gets annoying. Well, I feel like people but, should be doing that anyway. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> from a lot of experience, they don't. Yeah. And people do get annoyed. However, I feel like, once again, if you want accuracy and least medical error, hopefully, you know, we can go that way. Yeah. But but on a medical standpoint and like a um, like pharmacy standpoint, I feel like I do my calculations. I like I feel confident on that standpoint as a like working out in rotations, I've been very confident. Um, I've gained a lot of confidence. Um, I, if I get rushed or feel rushed out there, I mean, I know that will happen, but I want to always try to remain. I feel like that may happen and I'll just make sure I always double check and triple check my stuff. So, now, do you have any advice for, with your current experience, and maybe who knows, like someone that's thinking about applying to pharmacy school, um, but are concerned about being a pharmacist and having, you know, dyslexia, um, what advice would you have um, for them? Or even in general, like whether it be specifically if they want to go into healthcare or it's because just in general, they, you know, are just trying to find a way to succeed in life. 
I would say don't let it stop you. I would say continue, definitely apply. Always reach out for help. There's a ton of people there to help you. Um, I know personally, um, there, I mean, my sister's going to apply to certain med programs and she has dyslexia. Um, don't let anyone ever discourage you just because of something you may have, or even if someone told you not to do something, I would say that's okay. <laughs> you, um, you don't have to ever, ever let anybody tell you not to. Um, just continue to work hard because this isn't easy, but if you know you have this, it's okay. You know it's harder. Um, and if you would ever have questions or concerns, try to talk to those around you and ask for help or reach out and and don't be afraid. You know, what's, what's, that's really great advice. And I do hope that, you know, people really take on exactly what you said and just really not worry about what others are thinking. Cause what's also pretty crazy is that it's, it's actually super common. It's like one you know, in five people have dyslexia, you know? So it's not like, you know, this rare thing. Um, it's no, a lot it of isn't. people have, and a lot of people are, are extremely successful with it. They are. And that's why I feel like probably more than more people than we know actually are out working with it. It's just not a very common topic that people want to talk about. Well, you know what's actually pretty interesting? I'm not sure if you knew about this, um, but this is a fun nugget I'm going to give out. Uh, there's a, a British intelligence intelligence agency called GCHQ, and there's actually like it's actually public that they actively seek people who are dys dyslexic because of their different ways of thinking and like solving problems that like other people can't really do as well or like a, as, you know, complex. Mm -hmm. Have you, did you know about that? I didn't, but that's pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy. So, I mean, I, I feel like just because, you know, someone might have troubles doing one thing one way, like it's just crazy how the, how the brain works and how you can be, you know, extremely better at a lot of other things. So, but yeah, I mean, thank you so much for the story. I mean, I think that's such a great, it's great to hear kind of from someone going through it and just hearing the challenges and how you're overcoming all of them um, to kind of be, you know, to do your passion, really. There's so many people out there that talk about, you know, like what, what really just comes to mind is the negative things that are happening in the industry and people talking about how you should do something else because, you know, pharmacy is like the industry is so bad, but it's like people like you are just passionate about it. So it's like, mm -hmm. there is no other option. Right. I mean, yes, there is negative going on right now. Um, currently I'm in a rotation where I've, I'm seeing negative, but however you can make positive out of it. And I'm, I'm all about being positive <laughs> about it because, uh, well, you have in a way you have to be. You, what are what else are you gonna do? Exactly. That's, what else are you gonna do? That's exactly the point. <laughs> <I love that. laughs> really. So, hopefully that's what people can get like with this. Like, hopefully. Well, 
Thank you so much for, for your time and for being on the show. Really appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Uh, connect with me on any of your favorite social media platforms. Would love to hear what you think. And as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you have a great rest of your day.